Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, February 10th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan, joined by my uh, tepid co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's up? I don't know what I am, to be honest. Like, what an emotional roller coaster of a weekend between uh, just how it started on Friday, just a, a lot of banter uh, between the rival fan bases on the interwebs, and then Saturday, boy, how did that not go well? But then, <laughs> hold on. Uh, well, I think there's still a coaching search going on right now, and I think, I think we have heard some good rumors coming out of that. So this weekend has been all over the place, much like this podcast episode will. So, yeah, I'm excited. It has been absolutely bonkers, and we are going to talk about it. We're going to do the coaching search stuff. Fickle Watch is at a fever pitch, Matt. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, I am enjoying it thoroughly. Every moment of it has been better than the last. Um, We can run through a checklist or something. We're we're just going to talk about it from every different angle. We'll probably do it for two segments and just see where we go. Perfect. Perfect. and if need be, we might stretch it into three and get to the basketball stuff later. Um, or just never. I mean, that's fine, never. too. Yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> we can sum it up pretty quickly. Um, when do they play Illinois? Oh, they play Illinois tomorrow. So we should probably yep. talk a little bit about what happened against Michigan. So no, we should. I know we we'll should. We'll see. Segment three, we'll, we'll squeeze some of that junk in there as well. But we're, we're going to do a lot of coaching search, a lot of fickle watch today because uh, that pretty much dominated the weekend uh, outside of a two-hour stretch, which we don't really feel like talking about. It's it's also a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful irony that in the fall, we were just begging for this basketball season to save us from yes. our misery. And oh. now here we are. Football is saving us from our misery <laughs> in February. Like, look at this. It's just fantastic. That look it, at the sports helping each other out here. That is not lost to me. I was in the shower brainstorming um for the show and i was like i have to ask matt if he ever could have imagined football's saving basketball season in the middle of february not my wildest dreams the only way i would have thought is if like oh okay we got rid of like you know warner and some other coaches but no not like you know the head coach and then uh possibly nabbing our you know number one target i think that's fair to call him a number one target right that's that's not out of line to say that fickle would be the number one guy no fickle's the number one guy has been uh even going back into the season when we didn't know D'Antonio would be leaving. It's like, hey, Perfect. Okay. a fickle guy. Um, so that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. Reminder, got a lot of new listeners these last uh, few days. We do this every single day, half mm-hmm. an hour or so shows uh, dedicated to Michigan State football and basketball uh, as a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Five days a week, Matt. How do we do it? Poorly is the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we come crawling back every single day, and uh, it's a great time. Just just grinding them out. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. Let's talk about Fickle Watch. Please. That, I've been begging to do this, yes. <laughs> I, I, So I'm just like going through pre-show. I'm going through the list of like things that have happened oh, and I, just yeah. like trying to rank... <laughs> Like, it's it's pointless favorite? to rank them. It's there, there's 20 things that have happened, and they're all tied for first place. You know, and I'll, I'll say this, and I'll back it up to like any time as a press conference ever. Thomas does have a point when it comes to like Twitter and social media that it can be very dangerous. And honestly, oh. yeah, it's probably not the healthiest place to be. However, it's the worst. however, it's the worst place on earth. 
I I I feel so bad for people that aren't on Twitter this week because this has been a complete banner of a five day <laughs> stretch. This has just been the best. So this isn't Tom Izzo's Twitter he's talking about because this has been a boatload of fun. So yes, t- take it away if, if you have any um, examples of what's been fun in the last few days or hours really today. Well. <laughs> you need to start with the top one, really. The, well, the shoes. The shoes. Well, we should start with the Zipruder film of the shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just start at the top and work our way down, really. <laughs> hey, um, gosh, I don't even... It's so lost on my page at this point on my Twitter feed. A Cincinnati uh, television sports reporter, whose name I will get here in a minute, Brandon Saho, uh, tweeted a photo... <laughs> Just looking at it of the MSU private jet seemingly leaving. And uh, he reports that there are two new people that were not on the incoming flight that were dropped off by a black SUV near the plane. One of them wearing high heels. Uh, and he perfectly he sends the the most perfect picture where the one of the trucks at the airport is blocking off the people from their knees up so we've got you know shins down mm-hmm. high heels and shoes you know yep. athletic shoes who are these two people with like which three course, pixels to work with like you could barely yeah. see the the picture too which is even better <laughs> and that sets off uh, a chain of events of msu twitter rounding into form and hunting down every photo of luke fickle's shoes they could find <laughs> Well, within within two minutes, I, there were six seconds. different pictures of, of, of Fickle's like shoes that matched the ones that were in that photo. Like it Perfect was unbelievable. Match. There was one Perfect of him like match. at a baptism. There was one of him at uh, a press <laughs> conference. There was one of him at a random signing day event. There was one of him during a game coaching, all wearing Senior the same Bowl. pair of shoes. Senior Bowl. Senior yep. Bowl. It's just fantastic. It was great. Now, MSU Twitter was on one today, and because uh, yeah, before yeah, two minutes passed. We had six, seven pictures of different Luke Fickle shoes. And that's when I really knew that, like, I thought I knew what the peak of this coaching search was. No, 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 no. This, this right here. I, flight tracker, you thought that was the peak? No, 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 no. We were just getting mm-hmm. started there. Shoe tracker is where it, it was like, really at. <laughs> that's when it gets popping. Um, the day started, though, with um, sort of the realization of Bill Beekman's. We found Bill Beekman's flight number, right? Yes. And that was big because it was uh, internet sleuths were able to backtrack and find that he had been previously in San Francisco and Colorado and was scheduled for a trip to uh, State College, Pennsylvania. So the San Francisco, Robert Sala, um, Mel Tucker out in Colorado. So like sort of the interview. And as he left, this one, these coaches sort of withdrew their name. So it's all making sense in Cincinnati. And everyone's like, why the hell is he going to State College? Then the meeting ends. And the state college trip knocked off the itinerary, Matt. Didn't need it. Oh, God, that's, that's when I really it. that's when I really started to think this was gonna come together. You know, I I, I was like on the right side of 50-50, but like this is really when I thought, like, oh yeah, we got our guy. We got our guy. Or Mike Trussell. So or Mike no, Trussell. that's that that was the moment for me when the state college flight got canceled. That was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Luke's coming home, baby. Um, we've also got Colton Pouncey of the athletic falling in the snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did you catch that? I did from um, sprinting off one end of the airport to the yes. other. Is that right? <laughs> Colton apparently. Um, so the MSU Lansing based media 
converged on the Lansing airport when they figured out when the plane would be landing, hoping to get a glimpse of perhaps Luke Fickle getting off a private plane with Bill Beekman. Um, and apparently Colton <laughs> parked at the wrong side of the airport um, and was sprinting to try to get there in time <laughs> and fell in the snow bl- snowbank. Um, yeah, so subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, an appreciation for Colton, yeah. <laughs> friend of the show, Colton Pouty. Great work over there work too. There. Yeah. We get a video from, yeah, we get a video from Seth Wells, uh, who I think is at ten uh, NBC ten. I forget their called signs uh, in Lansing. Plane lands. Bill Beekman gets off. No Luke Fickle, Matt. No, and honestly, I, I know this is kind of a wet blanket statement. I didn't really think he was going to be on the plane. Like he's he's still got a team to talk to, perhaps uh, maybe some things to tie up back home before he uh, flies into here's, here's, East Lansing. So here's my thing. Okay, uh, Luke Fickle's children have to go to school tomorrow, <laughs> like today, and he's got multiple children. Yeah, he's he's, he's halfway to Phil Rivers status. So yeah, within, within that six, two sets of twins. How yeah? How unique is that? That's pretty. Yeah, neat. it's magical. Um, so the idea that he and his wife would be getting on a plane to come to East Lansing in retrospect is kind of silly. Um, just like, yep, we're moving now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the best theory is that was Luke Fickle and his wife. And they were just riding back to the airport with Bill Beekman, then probably got back into an SUV and were driven back to their homes or, or wherever. Correct. Um, yeah. It seems like it makes sense, but <laughs> Bill Beekman gets off the flight with no uh, Luke Fickle and, my one of my favorite things is there is everyone screaming. That's too much luggage for one man. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. But is he still a in the plane? He's still in the plane. Well, I, I, I threw out the theory that he's Luke Fickle was in one of the bags because mm-hmm. there were two bags with Bill Beekman, and you would have thought he packed for like a ninety day safari out in the African, uh, you know, desert. It was just, I mean, it, it was crazy. It just. God, that 45 minutes where we realized that the flight was canceled to State College, and then, oh my God, whose heels are these? And then, wait a minute, Beacon's out of the plane. Where the hell is Luke Fickle? <laughs> that 45 minutes was a complete whirlwind on the Sunday, and just what we needed to erase all bad feelings with what's going on with the other sport at MSU. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's pause here. We'll come right back, and we'll do exactly what we're doing now, uh, continuing on with Fickle Watch. So... <laughs> There and of course there are different rumors on top of this too, like money stuff like that. You know, X amount of money for X amount of years. What coaches come with him or not? Well, I've already just hijacked the start of this segment. I'm very sorry. Did you hear the rumor about a potential four-star Cincinnati quarterback recruit also following Fickle as well? I don't I want to speculate did. here, but let's do some speculating. Well, let's do it. I, um, when I saw that, I was like, uh, uh, pump the brakes. Okay, I, I can only take good news in, in so much volume right now. Like, if, if it happens, that's great. But right now, I'm just focused on Mr. Fickle getting to East Lansing. But, oh, God, that would that'd be so awesome. We should fill people in. Um, yes, we should. There are reports, Jim Camperoni, the guys over at Spartan Mag, um, as well as a screenshot that was going around that originated from a private Facebook group that is filled with former Michigan State players. Mm-hmm. Um, both mentioned a five-year contract for $25 million plus incentives. They're working out whether or not uh, Fickle's defensive coordinator would be coming with him. That was kind of a sticking point, and Cincinnati 
Um, Marcus Freeman is his name. Cincinnati wanted to keep him. And so there was some jostling apparently back and forth with that. MSU is apparently, this is all um, sort of (laughs) underground reports, I guess, uh, is going to be paying his $2 million buyout. And what you were alluding to, Evan Prater, the number six dual threat quarterback in the class of 2020, um, 24-7 sports, uh, has him as the number two dual threat quarterback, number 45 player overall in the country, one of the best prospects coming out of high school, currently committed to Cincinnati, uh, is apparently going to be perhaps, reportedly, potentially heading to East Lansing with one Luke Fickle. Uh, again, I, I couldn't take it all. It's like giving like a three-year-old like an entire king-size candy bar. Like maybe in moderation next time you it just is. give it to him because like <laughs> I, I. And the thing is, is like the the screenshots that were being sent over. And thank you to everyone that's sent me anything over the last few days. Um, whether they were true rumors or not, it's been fun regardless. But this one was sent my way, and when I got to the Evan Prater part, it was at the very it was the very last sentence. And when I read that sentence. I just had to walk away from my phone. I was like, this is too much for me to even handle right now. <laughs> this is Everything is going a little too well for me to be comfortable with because, I, well, a little secret here. Um, things going well in MSU football, It's it's been a little bit of time since that's happened. So I got I to wean back into it here. It was a lot of good, seemingly a lot of good coming at high speeds. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, trustee Brian uh, Moslem. Is it Masalam or Masalam? Uh, I'm, no, I'm not the right person to ask. I'm okay. sorry. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, board of trustee member uh, followed <laughs> Luke Fickle mm-hmm. on Twitter. That was reported by uh, John Neo of Detroit News. Like I just I, love that respected, actual, legitimate journalists. Yes. Like, real people who you go to for news. Like I need some actual facts. Who do I go to? Like even they. Are getting into fickle watch. It's not just me and you. It's not no. just MSU Twitter. It's not just the blogosphere, the podcast squads. It's everybody. We got yeah. Colton Pouncey tripping in snow. We've got yeah. John Neo tweeting about Twitter follows. We've got Sparty tweeting patience is a <laughs> sure. virtue. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he's talking about the basketball team or the football team. That was yeah. even like more yeah. confusing. So yeah. yeah. Um it's it's been wild. And you know what, Sparty? It's February. I'm not going to be patient. It's February. One Correct. team in the country does not have a head football coach right now. Or do they? <laughs> or do they? Or do they? Let's um, actually, I have a theory, and okay. I want to run it by you. Please. And I threw it out on Twitter. Um, one more factual thing. The board of trustees are going to get briefed on the search uh, tomorrow, according to Nick Mantis uh, at WLNS. So... That uh, we'll see how that shakes out. I'm sure some board members have been filled in. We found out over the weekend, courtesy of David Harnes, that Joel Ferguson has been totally boxed out of the search, which is fantastic. By hmm, I wonder why it's called, worked so well then, huh? Yeah, That's whoever's crazy. call that was. Um, but speaking of how it's worked so well, yes. If I told you, no, like knowing what we know of how the Michigan State Athletic Department has run, just like from a logistical standpoint operational standpoint, what the last really two years have been like. Yes. If I just said, like, taking into context how the athletic department has been run and them being completely caught off guard by the the most winningest coach in program history retiring abruptly the day before signing day. Mm-hmm. I told you all that, and I said, hey, Matt, this search 
is going to be over in like five, six, seven days. It's going to go seemingly without a hitch. It's going to be all positive, and Michigan State is going to get their ideal candidate. What would you have said the likelihood of that would be? Oh, boy. Uh, oh. 15%, 20% maybe. I don't know. Again, you, you know me by now at this point. I've been a little jaded uh, over what's sure. happened with the football team, the athletic department uh, over the last few years. So I would have a hard time breaking 20% there. Uh, it appears to be we are inside of that 20% though. So, so I might have to handwrite some apology <laughs> letters to one Bill Beekman and send that with a little fireball shooter as a peace offering. So... It'll be in the mail by hopefully Wednesday, Bill. Here's my belief, and this is like, I genuinely think this, and it's not super informed. Um, it's just kind of reading the tea leaves and mm-hmm. trying to take everything into consideration. Here's here's what I think. Okay. I think that Mark D'Antonio has been mulling retirement seriously for a month or so. Maybe even longer than that. Maybe going into the season, but like seriously sitting down and trying to figure out, do I want to continue doing this since the season has ended? Essentially, how about since the season's ended and the beginning of the season, we'll cut it in the middle. We'll call it the Illinois game. Since the <laughs> Illinois game, he's been mulling this over. And during that time, mm-hmm. it is my belief that while he was thinking about this, he was thinking about the next steps for the program and making sure it was left in good hands. And through that thinking, reached out to Luke Fickle to gauge his interest on succeeding him as head coach at Michigan State University. And that is where this all started from. And it is my belief that D'Antonio, through his sort of mentor-mentee relationship with Luke Fickle, has um, sort of bridged the gap, if you will, and paved the way for this to happen a so quickly and b without any like it Luke's fickle has been the front runner the entire time an hour after Mark D'Antonio retired people were reporting yeah. and like legitimate people were reporting that fickle was the favorite fickle had already begun negotiating fickle was 90% like going to be at Michigan State like that is not what happens in a coaching search. Like yeah, in this, no, that's, in this that's true. In this timeline where we're at right now, like we should be um just finalizing a list of people who are gonna get interviewed and going from there. Like if it was December at a normal coaching search, like it takes a couple of weeks and really sometimes longer. Like it took longer for Mississippi State and and you know it just it sometimes it takes longer. Um and for it to come together with a, 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 a an athletic department held together by duct tape, mm-hmm. <laughs> seemingly yep. a bootstraps operation that is very new with an athletic director who's literally never been an athletic director before, or never worked in athletic directing or like in the offices of office of athletics Correct. anywhere. Um, like that's not an opinion. That's just a factual thing. He's an inexperienced AD. And this is one of the reasons you and I have been uh, sort of against it because he's never done it before. He hired a rowing coach before this. And for him to head up this search that goes without a hitch, seemingly like to the script, like, all right, we get some candidates to appease the board. 
I fly around, I meet with some people who have MSU ties, who we have respect for, who D'Antonio has connections with. We say hi, we chit chat, we sort of see, hey, you know, maybe we'll, nah, okay. And then we go to Luke and we fly there for the interview and everyone's gravy. And then the entire time the deal has already been done, so to speak. Like we got to iron out the contract and the details, but Luke Fickle, I don't think Mark D'Antonio writes that statement, which he wrote a week before he retired officially. He said mm-hmm. that in his in his press conference. He had been writing it for a week. I don't think he starts writing that until he has a good idea that Luke Fickle is going to succeed him at MSU. That's just my belief. I, and I, I can't shoot that down. Like when this whole thing started on February fourth, like I, I would, and there were whispers of it already. Like, oh, and it was kind of premeditated. People knew Luke Fickle knew. Like, I, I didn't believe that for a second. And then, just like everything you said, with how smoothly this is all gone, I didn't also know how close a relationship Fickle and Antonio had. Like, yeah, they weren't meeting every Tuesday for pizza or anything like that, but they still had a very close bond, which I didn't know. I knew that they coached together. I didn't know that they still kept that mentee-mentor relationship. So, yeah, in hindsight, I, I can't sit here and say that that's a crazy conspiracy. I mean, it's... It's it's gone. It's almost like you know when something's too good to be true, it usually is. Like when something goes too smooth, it, it, there's probably a reason of why it went so smooth, especially yeah. in February. Will February, in February the day before signing day, he retires. God, I remember I, I almost screamed so loud the windows almost burst in this room <laughs> that I'm recording in because I was just that upset that he just left and got up and said sayonara on February fourth because I thought, oh, no way this coaching search goes smooth. Well, this is this is smoother than silk so far. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I I can't say that I think you're wrong because uh, yeah, I'm starting to come along to that. That very well could have been the situation that happened. Yeah, I. It, and it's like Luke Fickle. What did he say when the SiriusXM interview when they asked him about Have you been in contact with or like Are you a candidate for Michigan State? Yada yada. On signing day, what did he say? I think he said I've only Mark D'Antonio is the only one from Michigan State that I've talked in the last few weeks or something like that. Something along the lines of that. Where I haven't talked to anyone. The only one. Yeah, I haven't talked to anyone at Michigan State, but I talked except for Mark D'Antonio, who I talked to three or four weeks ago. Sounds like the uh, the time frame where Mark D'Antonio might have been mulling his retirement, Matt. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, God, it makes a lot of sense now. So. All right, this is wow um, from Fred Human Human. I'm sorry, Fred, um, sports director at LNS in Lansing. Expect an urgency emergency meeting with the MSU Board of Trustees to approve Luke Fickle as MSU's new football coach. Perhaps as soon as Monday or Tuesday, he will get a five-year contract for somewhere between twenty-five and thirty million bucks. Bank on it. Cool. Sounds so good to me. Yeah. This is you know Monday as you're reading this. It could be old news, but. Sunday night, um, not like Jim Camperoni has certainly done um, work on this. Here's Brian Mosselum. Spartan Nation, I know how passionate you are and I love you for it. Let's pause and take a collective deep breath. Good night and go green. Matt, I feel like by the time this is published, mm-hmm. depending on when someone listens to it, there will mm-hmm. be an actual announcement on Monday. I feel like Michigan State, like I've said all along, and many have said all along, um, has a new head coach, and it's Luke Fickle. I, I've never been happier exiting at a weekend when we've lost to Michigan in a sport. Like, this is this is great. Uh, well, I'm smiling about MSU football right now. 
I'm smiling about MSU football right now. Look at this. What a time to be alive. Look at MSU and, and, and the fighting Bill Beekman just go to work. This is fantastic. <sighs> go Greenwell. Go Green. Let's talk about basketball. We'll do that here in just a second. God! All right, let's. right, we'll do this quickly because... Yeah, we're yeah, we're 24 minutes. We're we're yeah. well into the show. We've got a few minutes here. Um, I've I've got an analogy to make about this game, and I, I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong because I know you don't have a problem doing that. Losing to Michigan always sucks. That goes without saying. Duh. Hey, losing a rivalry game is not a good thing. Okay, that's not breaking news, but I liken it to this. It's it's like this Michigan game. It's it's like someone just pants to you in your own front lawn <laughs> but then you turn around and your house is also on fire like yeah that that one instance the michigan loss that that's that was a very embarrassing moment it's not good but got we're at the point where we've got way bigger issues than one more game though and like that is starting to cloud like the little micro thing about the game don't get me wrong it, it, it's not fun losing to michigan but that, that could that game could have been against anyone, and I would have felt the same way leaving that game. It's like, oh boy, like third straight loss once again looked horrible on the road. It's starting to become clear that teams just throw the kitchen sink at Cassius Winston because they know there's not really anyone else to bail them out. Yeah, you got Tillman; uh, he's solid, but uh, okay, we, we can't just have one half of Aaron Henry and that be our only plan, like B or C. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 not good. So. Yeah, the the loss is horrible, but it's it's just clouded by the bigger picture of the whole thing. So that that's just the way I'm looking at it. Is is that kind of on the mark with with your more level headed way of thinking of things, or where are you at with this? I got to be honest. Yeah, I am currently f- posting a story about <laughs> Luke Fickle. <laughs> okay. God, you don't know. That is that is such an appropriate response because you know. Okay, we lost. Huh, I don't what care. What can make me happy? I don't care. Football can make me happy. Or I, you know what else can make me happy is well. Did you see the new jerseys that MSU might be wearing on Saturday too? The old uh, Mateen Cleaves era MSU throwbacks. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That also took the edge off of the loss too. I'll tell you what: football coaching and some sick basketball jerseys will take the edge out of any loss. So, everyone, don't look at the burning building over there. Uh, just look at the shiny new football coach and the cool jerseys uh, that are going to be 110 bucks on Nike's website. Uh, just, just look over there. So, okay, so we're at the point of just distracting ourselves at this basketball season. I feel like kind of yeah. Like I'm, I'm like okay. I got to put in pending board approval. Like I got to make sure I have the right language in here. Um, so I don't get in trouble. Let me update this post. Yeah, so here's my thing on the Hoops team. Yeah, go for it. Cassius is great. Tillman is good. And those two, excuse me, those two guys, we know what their roles are. They know what their roles are. They're confident in their roles. Did you notice Mm -hmm. there's one other player on the team who I think you can say this about, who knows their role and is incredibly confident in doing that role, and he stands out in a major way anytime he's on the floor. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'd imagine Rocket, right? No, it's Kyle Arns. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's another good one, too. Yeah, definitely. But he knows his role, but like it's it's certainly not big enough to get us out of these jams here. I mean, he, what, he's playing three minutes a game. He'll take one or two three-pointers, which is great if you're like the sixth or seventh guy on the team. But uh, where are players three through six, Will? Where, where are those players in this equation? They are nowhere to be seen. Yeah, that and that's the issue. Um, 
it's it's a bunch of guys, a bunch of young guys, really. Whether it's it's Rocket, Gabe, Henry, uh, Foster Lawyers playing more minutes, Malik Hall, Marcus Bingham, like just take that group of seven there, all sort of trying to figure out where they fit in, what their roles are, and and they can't be less, they can't be as passive at times as they were last year because they. Last year they could rely on Kenny Goins and they could rely on Matt McQuaid, who we've talked about weren't great players, but good, solid college no, players. No, no, no. Well, they're they're, they're great legends. now. Please, they <laughs> they are legends. absolutely. I I would I would take down Magic's banner just to put up McQuaid and Goins at this point. <laughs> they were seniors who had been there, done that, knew what their job was, and did it well and confidently. And right now you've got two and a half guys on this team who are at that point. The half is Arns because his back could give at any moment. The dude is just banged well, up and has well, and 10 games if it's games not his left. back it's his leg if it's not his leg yeah. it's his chest yeah it's it's everything yeah um and, and that's what they need they need those guys to grow up incredibly quickly to find themselves and like i i it's tough to think it'll happen i still think because of the talent the upside's still there can this team get hot and make a run a la uh, UConn with Kemba Walker, UConn with Shabazz Napier, in an open year like this, absolutely they can. Not something I'm totally banking on. Um, yeah, it just seems like the guys that needed to solidify themselves are still searching for what their role is and how to do it confidently night in and night out. Well, and also you got a very challenging road game Tuesday, Illinois. So you you get back home to East Lansing afternoon Saturday, probably film in a little bit of practice on Sunday, travel day Monday. Like it's a very very quick turnaround to a very challenging road opponent and road venue at Illinois, and then you come back home and oh, it's just Maryland who looks like world beaters in the last few weeks on Saturday. So yeah, and here's. I'm going to jump ahead and just call my shot of what's going to be the storyline here by Sunday is, um, and I don't know how serious this is going to be, but there will be whispers of this. If MSU loses Tuesday and loses Saturday, people are going to start having the, uh-oh, uh-oh, is this, is this a, a bubble team conversation? No. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that MSU will miss the tournament. I'm just saying – you lose the next two games, you're all of a sudden 16 and 10, and it, the, the last few games aren't any easier as well. Um, yeah, so just, just I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, get ready for those conversations on Sunday or to be having those discussions amongst your friends or on Twitter or on the radio or what have you if uh, the next two games go the way they are because Lord knows that it's happening to one team at a very much slower rate in the Big Ten in Ohio State. Mm. That team was, what, two in the country at one point? And I they might be on the road for the NIT when it comes around. Like it's going to be not great in Buckeyeville. So, yeah. And you know what? Like, uh, like through all of this, like it's like a beautiful thing and it's a terrible thing. Michigan state had, they're on a three game losing streak. Um, it's, it's certainly not going well. <laughs> At the moment. I, w- I wouldn't say a three-game losing streak that's capped off by a loss <laughs> to your very mediocre best rival is going well, but yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that sort of thing is going to happen to teams in the Big Ten when every team is good, so it's not like the craziest thing ever. So they're on a three-game losing streak. Matt, they have an away game against a ranked Illinois team, a home game against a really highly ranked Maryland team. I'm not saying they're going to win both games, but they're certainly well within the range to be competitive and win those games. All it takes is one week in the Big Ten, and you're, like, freaking back. 
I'm not saying they're going to do it, but like that's yeah. yeah, that's like it's. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> No, no, yeah, I, I get what you're saying fundamentally, but like with this team and what we've seen the last few weeks, no, I know. I mean, I'm this, not saying like, I don't this think isn't do some it. anomaly. Like, I, someone reached out to me and were like, "What's what can possibly be the fix?" And first of all, very flattered that someone would ask me that and think that I'm smart enough to know what the fix is. Number two, eventually, when this happens for like the fourth or fifth game of the season, where you s- start slow, okay, you're down, hor- you know, pretty awful shooting. Oh, and then yeah, you're starting to chip away here in the second half, and oh, when you could have had the lead, you kind of blew your f- next few possessions. Like, eventually, you just are what you are, and I feel MSU just is what what they are at this point. I don't know. It's it's just Cassius Winston Tillman, and then ten guys just looking at Cassius and Tillman. I, so I don't know if there's a fix. Yeah, maybe you light a fire under Henry, but how long have we been saying that for? Like, we've been waiting for that for a few weeks, a few months. Gabe Brownie's a fine player, but we're going to need more than fine here. So I, I I don't know. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the fix is. I don't know how they sweep the next two games. If someone offered me, okay, you just win one of these games and lose the other one, I think I would take it. That's how desperate I am right now. But, yeah, it's um, – it's going to be a, 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 a tough week, so I'm not really looking forward to this week of hoops. So thank you, Luke Fickle, for your considerations to the MSU football program for giving us a reason to smile. All it takes is one week to turn it around in the Big Ten, Matt. Believe in them. I don't. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. We'll be back tomorrow with any sort of Luke Fickle updates. Again, uh, he may already be uh, hired. The story may have broken, uh, although now people are telling me that this report is not a report to be trusted, even though you know, I don't know anymore. It doesn't matter. It's, so, it's like, whatever. whatever. Like, seriously, Luke Fickle is going to be the coach, everyone. Just, he is. He is. Deal with oh, it. Oh, God. Accept he better it. knock on wood right now. He better knock on wood. No. I've been saying, okay. I've been telling you behind the scenes, you texted me the other day, I was like, 99%. You're All like, right. oh my God. Like, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's done. All right. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, though, to uh, discuss whatever goes on. And I guess we'll preview Michigan State. Taking on Illinois. That'll be a fun one. Um, so, yeah, join us tomorrow for that show. Rate, review, subscribe. Matt, take us home. Luke Fickle, please play shooting guard for us. Please come here. Please. I, I know you can do okay. <laughs>